Welcome to Living the Good Life Podcast, where we bring you messages, thoughts, and advice for living the good life. Today's message is brought to us by Brother Larry Dishman. Let's look at James, the fourth chapter. I'm going to begin reading at verse number 13. Go now, ye that say, today or tomorrow, we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time, and then vanisheth away. For that you ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. But now you rejoice in your boastings, and all such rejoicing is evil. Therefore to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not, To him, it is sin. My message deals with the subject. What is your life? I want you to think about that. Every time I read this passage of scripture, I'm reminded of the farmer. I'm sure you heard about him. He was walking down the road and a neighbor said, where are you headed? He said, well, I'm going down here and I'm gonna buy me a cow. Such and such man down the road Farmer man's got a cow and I'm going to go buy it. Neighbor man said, well, you, you ought to say, if the Lord's will, you'll go down there and buy that cow. He said, Lord's will don't have anything to do with it. I got the money in my pocket. He's got the cow and we've made an agreement. And I'm going to go get it. Well, he got down the road just a little ways and somebody threw on the brakes and stopped and got out and uh, beat him up and took all of his money. Well, here he come back without the cow. And the farmer said to him, I thought you were going to go get that cow. He said, well, I was going to, but got right down here and somebody jumped out and got all my money. He said, where are you going now? He said, Lord's willing, I'm going home. <laughs> so he learned a lesson, didn't he? What is your life? I want you to think about that. Both saved and lost. What is your life? What is the meaning of your life? What is it all about? I read today where you may have read it, said, I asked God for strength that I might achieve. I was made weak that I might learn humbly to obey. I asked God for health that I might do greater things. I was given infirmity that I might do better things. I asked for riches that I might be happy. I was given poverty that I might be wise. I asked for power that I might have the praise of men. I was given weakness, that I may feel the need of God. I asked for all things, that I might enjoy life. I was given life, that I might enjoy all things. I got nothing I asked for, but everything I hoped for. Almost despite myself, my unspoken prayer were answered. I among all men, most richly blessed. What is your life? There's many answers to that question. What is your life? Shakespeare said, life is drama. That the whole world is a stage and we're the actors that appear upon it. Sir Walters said, life is a journey. The orator Burke said, it's a shadow. Job said in the ninth chapter of the book of Job that 
Life was like a runner, a carrier, a message so swiftly does it speed by. Job also said, life is like a ship. And he says, life is like an eagle descending so swiftly to its prey. The 40th chapter of Isaiah said, life is like a flower that fadeth and as the grass that withereth. James said, what is your life? Maybe you're here tonight and your life is filled with froth of activity. And yet deep down, you know, that's not what life is supposed to be about. What is your life? Some believe it's power. They want to get all the power they can. Some believe life is money. What is your life? Maybe your life is empty. There's no meaning in it because God is not in it. What is your life? Some are living for a relationship. Life to some people is pleasure. Remembering that the Bible says in 1 Timothy 5, 6, but she that liveth in pleasure is dead while she yet liveth. What is your life? With some, it's, it's all business. And friend, it's possible to get so caught up in the daily grind of living and making a living that you fail to include God as a part of your life. There's time for work, there's time for parties, there's time for romance, there's time for academic preparations, time for political involvement, time for all things that this world considers. But are we living for God? Are we leaving time for God? How many times has any one of us been overheard saying of ourselves and giving ourselves credit for our lives? Look at what I have done. Look at how far I have come. Look at what I have made of myself. And never a word is spoken about the role that God has played in our lives Never even the slightest suggestion that anybody beyond ourselves had a hand in our success. Friend, no matter what we are, no matter what we've been able to achieve in life, without God, we can't achieve anything. We can't do anything. We can't be anything without God. I know of people, their life is drugs. I know of other people, their life is strong drink. With some people, their whole life is sports. What is your life? James not only asks the question, he gives the answer. What is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. A vapor like a boiling kettle and the steam comes out. The mist, it appears for a little time and then it's gone. It vanishes. But note that when a cloud of steam ceases to appear, it has not ceased to exist. There's something seen about our life. It appears, but then the Bible says it vanishes away. But like the steam, it has not ceased to exist. 
It has simply changed form. The steam is absorbed into the atmosphere. And the Bible tells us that our life goes on in another realm, an unseen realm. Now, while it might seem to us here that the physical domain that we're here today and gone tomorrow, but friend, that's not the end. When we leave this life, when we have our appointment with death, when they bury us, that is not the end. When the vapor is gone, the substance of water still exists. You cannot see God, you cannot see your soul, but that doesn't mean it's not real. What is your life tonight? Life is fleeting and it's uncertain. The book of James reminds us that we should not take tomorrow for granted. We should not put off until tomorrow or some later times those matters of the spirit that each one of us needs to resolve. The question is, do you know for sure that your house is set in order? Is your heart right with God? Are you living in such a way today, my friend, that it's apparent that you understand that you can be here today and gone tomorrow? The question is, do you understand that with all of your wealth and all your learning and social status, and long-range plans, you and I are nothing more than a mist that vanishes away. James reminds us that life is nothing more than a mist that can be snatched away or snuffed out in a twinkling of an eye. What is my life? What is your life? It's a mist that rises up and vanishes away. It is a frail and vulnerable, amen, and no matter how strong you are, how tall you are, how healthy you are, you can be brought down in a second of time, amen. It is not me that keeps my life going. It is God within me. And so it is with you, friend. You're not keeping your life going. It's God. Your life is in his hand. Your breath is in his hand. A cobweb is 10 times as strong and a cobweb is not a tithe as frail as man's life. Do you realize there's a thousand laws in the mechanism of man's life and any one of which that is violated and man evaporates. Our life is made unto God with a thousand different strings and any one of them that is snapped, our life perishes. It's destroyed like the pillars of the ancient temple at Ephesus, scattered like the golden palace of Nero. 
gone like the hanging gardens of Babylon, lost in the community of the unending graves of these that have died before us. However you may garnish the tombs, it makes no difference, friend. Earth is the common grave. Everywhere in every village in every town in every country in every nation in every place, the unendingness of the grave and death is always before us. What is your life? It's a vapor that appeareth how long? For a little time, then vanisheth away. Just for a moment, friend, it's ours, and then it dissolves, it evaporates, and the place thereof shall know it no more. The flower fades, and the grass withereth. So our life dissolves in the presence of God and men. Augustine said of this earthly pilgrimage, he did not know whether this life was a dying life or a living death. There's a thousand gates to the abyss and darkness to the river of death. Sometimes it comes suddenly like the grass that's mowed. Sometimes like a leaf that is torn from the tree. Sometimes in the moment of a twinkling of an eye, strength is turned into weakness and our comeliness into corruption. However a man may be endeared, affection will not heal him. No matter how you might devote your life to God and his service in the kingdom of Christ, his devotion will not protect him when it comes time to die. And however man may be able with all of his genius and ministries of science and life, prolong his days, that inevitable hour always and certainly comes to every individual. Did you realize that there are only two people in all the Bible that escape physical death? Thank you for listening. If you found this message helpful, please share this episode with your friends on Facebook, Messenger, or your favorite social media. If you have questions or suggestions, please message us on Facebook by searching Living the Good Life Show. A big thank you to Sister Rachel Fowler for all of her editing expertise. Until next time, keep living the good life.